1: It's Wednesday, February 5th, and you're tuned in to the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, and I'm joined by Paul Hoynes, our Tribe beat writer. Paul, great to talk to you today. A lot of stuff going on, a lot of big news going on, especially in Major League Baseball. With the news last night uh, late that Mookie Betts uh, involved in a big three-team deal with the Twins and the Dodgers, Betts will head to L.A. along with David Price uh, Alex Verdugo heading back to Boston, uh, along with uh, Greaterall, uh the you know hard-throwing reliever. He's going to Boston from Minnesota, and Minnesota gets Kent Maeda, uh, a starter that they desperately needed. Uh, this is a big trade. Uh, it's it's one that's really kind of shaking up uh, the the fan base there in Boston. Uh, the it, 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 it does it give us any clarity on? the Francisco Lindor situation as, as we see it with, uh, you know, them being sort of a year ahead of where the Indians are with Lindor.
0: Yeah, it's, it's really interesting, Joe. I, I you know, when you look at it, uh, the Dodgers didn't really give up any of their prospects, any of the guys that were connected with the, Indi- the Indians when they were in, when they were talking to uh, the Dodgers about Lindor. So I think, you know, conceivably that could, you know, Lindor could still end up there. That's kind of a, I don't know, kind of a curveball, but, um, you know, and, and I, I, I'm really anxious to see what if they, they're able to keep Betts. You know, Betts seems, you know, gung-ho on becoming a free agent. So if it's, they're just renting him for a year, you know, Lindor, you know, if he's still here at the end of the uh, 2020 season, you know, I think uh, the Dodgers become, you know, a player again for him. You know, they could, they could come in and get him. They did basically the same thing with Manny Machado in, in 2018, they rented him for the last two months of the season and then let him walk. So, um, you know, lots, lots of interesting things going on here. And like you said, I like, uh, you know, uh, um, the, 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 the pitcher, the, uh, you know, Mane, 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 Kent, how do you say Kent, Mane?
1: Kenta Manea,
0: Kent yeah, Kenta Maeda. Yeah. Maeda, Maeda. I like that. I, I like that move with the twins. You know, they've been throwing a lot of pitchers against the wall. They've got, you know, six, seven, eight, nine, ten pitchers now, uh, and some. And you know, this guy's you know proven guy, middle of the rotation guy, really good in the postseason when he pitches out of the bullpen. So you know, that's another move along with you know uh, Donaldson that is going to help them uh, defend that AL Central title.
1: Right. If if Maeda, I think, is is more looking towards the the postseason. This is a guy with uh, with postseason experience and. You know, he's he's been an all star. He's he's logged innings for them uh in, in LA. I think he's he's gonna be a good fit in in Minnesota. I don't I don't necessarily see him as a frontline starter type guy. He's he's a he's a
0: good, you know, yeah, build think, depth in your rotation guy. Right, like but, middle of the rotation, right. maybe fourth or fifth guy. But but, but they, yeah, if you look at their their rotation, you know, after
1: that's their entire rotation is middle know, of the rotation, right. guys. Uh, and and you're right. The the Dodgers did not give up uh, Gavin Lux uh, and and uh, May and, May, and May the uh, the right handed starters um, that were the guys most talked about in the the Indians talks. Whether or not that means they're holding on to them in in hopes of being able to make a deal for Lindor at some point, uh, you know I, I don't know. I, I think the guys that it, it's weird. It's, it LA's been able to hold on to these these young you know prospect guys and who, who've been able to produce and you know, they're not making a lot of money right now. You, a guy like you're not paying Gavin Lux anything if he's on your club this year. Right. And you're not paying, uh, you know, Dustin may anything either. So there, there's, there's like, you know, salary sort of flexibility there with, with some of these guys, they could definitely take on, uh, you know, a, a Lindor contract at some point. Um, and down the road, I think it, it's probably what they're angling for. But if if Bets doesn't stay, then then they'll definitely get Lindor, I think, at some point.
0: Yeah, and you know the and I it's going to be interesting to see how the money works out on this, Joe. You know, Bets is making twenty seven million. Uh, you know, uh, price has price.
1: three years, ninety six million dollars left. Yeah, and I guess
0: Boston has to be taking some of that money, or right. you know, sending some of that money to the Dodgers. I don't think they can take that whole thing. Uh, I but, think
1: Ken Rosenthal of the athletics said it was it would be about half of that contract would yeah
0: that makes sense that makes sense so and you know Boston you know <laughs> you know everybody complains about the Indians uh, cutting payroll and you know Boston you know is like the last team organization you think would be cutting payroll but they're trying to get underneath the uh, luxury tax you know save some money for the future so they can uh, you know make some uh, you know can can bid on players maybe later this year or next year, and uh, so what goes around comes around, I guess.
1: Right, and you know they they have the the new uh, GM over there, Haim uh, Bloom from uh, Tampa Bay, and he comes in and his his basically his first job is to to trade away the the face of the franchise, yeah, uh, a, a guy who
0: welcome to Boston.
1: <laughs> you know, two years ago they're winning the the World Series, and you're thinking Mookie Betts is going to be a, a, a Boston Red Sox player for life. And, and now he's, he's, you know, headed to LA, uh, that, you know, that got me to thinking and, and Paul, you know, I, you jump in here, uh, with, with Gavin Lux and Dustin may not being included in the deal with Mookie Betts. you know, having his stature and MVP and, and all that, him, him being traded, you, you'd think he'd, he would you would never be a guy who could be traded. Um, with that as a backdrop who on the Indians is their most untradable asset asset right now, uh, you know, look at if you if you want to look at youth and you know controllability as a, as a as a factor, or if you want to look at you know a veteran guy who's on a favorable contract yeah. like a like a Jose Ramirez, uh, you know anything like that. Who who to you would be the most untradeable Cleveland Indians player?
0: You know, I I've got to go with uh, I think Clevenger right now. I know he's been mentioned in trades, but I think it would just take a ton a ton. You know, a ton of uh, – you, you, they really have to, you know, really shake the tree to, to get uh, – to to make a deal for uh, um, for Clevenger. He's, he's still young. You know, he looks like uh, he's coming into his own. Uh, we saw, you know, flashes of greatness last year when he came back off the DL and uh, from the – first the shoulder and then the ankle. And, uh, you know, he throws hard. He works hard. I, I think uh, that's a guy – I mean, he's – him and Bieber to me, I mean, Clevenger look, looks like an ace in waiting to me. He looks like a guy that you you uh, you know you don't trade, you build on.
1: I think uh, MLB Network recently ranked him as the number eight overall pitcher right now in baseball, so our starting pitcher in baseball. So yeah, I think uh, Clevenger's a good choice. Uh, I I would actually agree with you on the Shane Bieber side of it. I think. Uh, you know, you're talking about a guy who's got what four or five more years of of club control there. Yeah. So you really don't have to pay him all that much. He's already an all star. He's already uh, an all star MVP. Won 15 games last year. Second in the league in uh, in strikeouts. Uh, and and just being around Shane Bieber, you know how polished he is. In just just talking to him, um, he he really strikes me as the kind of guy that you would build a rotation around, and also build. Because of his experiences with Corey Kluber, he's the kind of guy you would build a culture around in a clubhouse. You know, you expect him if you were to if you were to trade for a Shane Bieber, you would expect him to come in and you know sort of be one of those clubhouse guys and be a be a leader, even even though he's, he's quite young. Um, to, to me, Shane Bieber is the number one, absolute most untradable Indian. If you look, if you want to go in the opposite direction, untradable because of your contract and because of. Sort of being underwater on that, I, I would look at Carlos Carrasco as being yeah. a guy who the Indians would have a real tough time trading. Uh, if you're going to trade a Carlos Carrasco at some point, if a team uh, you know wanted him, or, or if you wanted to get out from under what you're, you're paying him uh, after him signing that extension last year, uh, you would have to attach a pretty high level prospect to get a team to to want to take on that kind of salary.
0: Yeah, I think you know. I think uh, money wise, he's you know he's making fair you know for starting pitcher that, that with his resume, he's probably, he's not, he's underpaid basically. Right, but, right. but, you know, I think there's, you know, the health concern comes in there. You know, I think that makes probably would make it a little tougher to to move Carlos. Although every he's been cleared to, uh, you know, go to spring training and, and compete like, uh, you know, compete like any other spring training. So, you know, hopefully, you know, God willing that he's, 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 you know, a hundred percent. And, and uh, you know he, he returns to form, but you know I still think uh, that that might hold it that that would uh, more than the money I think the money and and his health concerns probably is a, a combination that you have to work hard to uh, overcome right if you, and were, if you were the Indians trying to trade him
1: and even outside of baseball or contracts or anything like that, if you were trying to trade Carlos Carrasco. Uh, that would be a, a, a big kick to the fan base, a big kick to the to the clubhouse. You know, this is a guy who's beloved in Cleveland and who loves being here in Cleveland. Yeah, uh, you know, I think I, I and it, I don't want to say stuck with because that's not the right connotation. I think Carlos Carrasco is going to have a, you know a, a solid bounce back year. I think there's a lot of potential there, uh, but I think I do think you're kind of stuck with him at least for the time being until he can prove. Hey, the health concerns aren't a, aren't a problem. And, you know, he's, he's sort of turning that uh, contract into a a real sort of a value there. Um, Untradable. Yeah. Carlos Carrasco, probably hard to trade. Uh, Better way to put it for him. Um, I would also uh, throw in there Jose Ramirez with his very favorable club contract or very favorable to the club uh, on his contract. I think uh, if Jose Ramirez can, can be the Jose Ramirez that he was, Sort of at flashes during last season. Uh, he he makes that contract very attractive uh, to the Indians to to sort of keep him and, and have him, him produce at a at a high value. Yeah,
0: and, and they're going to need they're going to need Ramirez because you know their offense you know went from third to seventh in runs scored last year, and uh, it ha- you know they haven't done a whole bunch to improve it. So uh, you know I think they I think you hang on to Ramirez and you'll pray that just. The Ramirez you saw in the second half is a guy you're going to get, you know, for the full, you know, 162 this year.
1: And, Paul, uh, I just wanted to, you know, let our listeners know uh, we're still working on getting guys into Project Text as a, an opportunity for them to get more inside information from you. Uh, it's the subscription service that you you, start, you register for. All of our posts on Cleveland.com have a, a, a link where you can sign up. Uh, Project Text. Paul, why don't you tell them a little bit about what uh, you've been uh, sending out to the followers and to the fans on Project Text who are are subscribed to you?
0: Yeah, uh, Joe, when you know, um, you know, over this weekend, I kind of gave them, you know, kind of a blow by blow on uh, the Lindor comments, you know, before and, you know, just right after the press conference, as fresh as I could get them out there. People really like that. Um, And, uh, 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 the last couple of days I've asked, uh, you know, the, the subscribers for, do they feel like uh, the Houston uh, cheating scandal and Boston being investigated? Did that, do they feel that has uh, hurt the integrity of the game or has that made them feel that every game they watch isn't on the up and up? And uh, I got a, a bunch of responses to that and I turned around and printed, you know, wrote those responses. So, that's the kind of stuff I I try to engage, uh, the subscribers on, uh, uh, just in conversations about baseball. I also try to give them some breaking news or, you know, stuff like, um, uh, you know, uh, with, uh, Fran Reyes coming to camp or, you know, you know, losing 18 pounds to play the outfield better. Mm -hmm. So just stuff like that, little tidbits. And uh, I think it's, it's been pretty well received and, and, uh, I think, uh, I, I you know i think hopefully you know if people want a little more inside stuff a little more inside information as spring training starts to ramp up here uh th- this is the place to go so uh i, I you know I put out two or th- I, you know, one or two you know posts a day you know just like little little nuggets and uh they're not they're not hard to read uh real real quick text messages so I hope they enjoy them
1: Oh, good. Uh, it's project text. Uh, you can register online on cleveland.com. Uh, just follow any one of our, uh, our posts, our stories here, uh, in the tribe blog. And, uh, you know, Quincy, it's, it's, it's an excellent way, just like you said, to, to sort of interact and go back and forth with Paul, who's, who's, you know, uh, got a wealth of knowledge on, on the subject. So, uh, definitely look for project text uh, throughout the season and, and sign up uh, when you can. All right, uh, we did finally get to hear from Francisco Lindor on Saturday at TribeFest. Uh, you were there and when, when Lindor spoke, uh, asked him a couple of questions. He, he sort of quizzed you a little bit there, Hoynzy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Back at you with the, wanting you to throw up. Uh, these, these, these players who expect uh, us reporters to be uh, mathematicians and economists, I think it's, uh, it's kind of a funny thing. But, uh, I got to have
0: my cell phone. I got to have the cell phone with the with the calculator, calculator on it. To, if he's asking me what what what's said face his annual average value, you know Rendon's average annual value, it's going to take a little time here. Long
1: division, here. yeah, it's not, not. we're going back to what third grade. Uh, yeah, I I got a problem with that. But uh, uh, your impression of what Lindor said and what Lindor didn't say and. Uh, you know i've I've kind of got a bone to pick which i'll I'll come back with after you're, you're done there but uh you know just just your overall impression of what Lindor said when when he spoke to the media on Saturday. yeah
0: you know Lindor, you know we've all talked we've both talked to him a lot he's he's a polished guy you know he's, he gives you good answers he's he's basically you know i think he's honest and you know he gives you you know the you know as honest an answer as he can give you, but I think this you know he's starting to realize what kind of spot he's in, not a spot but just uh, that this is not, you know, you just can't talk your way out of this. You know, your 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 contract is ticking down, and uh, you know, you know, you want to, you know, he loves Cleveland, and I think he does, you know. But obviously, he's looking for a contract. He's looking. He wants to get paid big money. You know, he compared himself to, you know, you know, he asked us who are the five players you'd want to start start an organization with, and he made it clear that. He was one of those players, you know. So obviously, if you want to start a rotation, you know, organization with Mike Trout, uh, Mookie Betts, and Francisco Lindor, and you know, that's kind of pay, you know, that's that's the kind of uh, contract it appears that he's looking for. And uh, so, you know, you know, I just think all that kind of caught up to him um, uh, Saturday when when we talked to him, when the reporters talked to him, and he kind of, you know, was. Ducking and you know ducking and weaving and uh, you know kind of backtracked a couple times, kind of contradicted himself, and uh, I think this is you know sometimes you know this is a, this is a kid that's already made a lot of money, but he's only 26, and uh, you know I think all that this is all kind of dawning on him right now, and I'm I'm going to be really interested to see how he handles this this season.
1: Right, and I, I, you brought up the word there contradictions, and and he did. Out of one corner of his mouth. Now, don't get me wrong, I love everything I've seen so far since 2015 of Francisco Lindor. Uh, in a lot of fans' eyes and a lot of reporters' eyes, uh, the kid can do no wrong. But to me, that con- that word contradiction. You know, I'm all about championships. It's not about the money. But then you're also talking about you know 400 million dollars and you know what will be the he the wants to get paid
0: for a long time? Yeah, I want to get
1: paid for ten years, and, and you know, I think at thirty-seven, I'll still be, uh, you know, uh, valuable and playing at a high level. And all of that is absolutely true. I think he's, I think he's right on both sides. He's just not being transparent and he's not being honest. I think he, he would be the first, I think, player in the history of players to come out and be transparent and be yeah. honest and say, "Look, guys, this is the situation. You all know the situation." Um, I'm going to play this out and I know Cleveland can't offer me what I want. I'm I'm just going to ride this out. If they trade me, they trade me. If not, I'm here. And then I'm going to go seek the highest dollar. I I think I would have more respect for the way the situation is unfolding and, and feel better about what we're, we're, we're getting out of him if he just came out and said that, and we knew what the deal was because we know what the deal is. It's to me, it's just, it's really kind of disingenuous to to sort of talk out of both sides of your mouth and i don't hold it against him because you know he's he's doing what every other player approaching free agency has done in the history of players approaching free agency i just i just kind of wish that you know this once we we could just because the the fans who just see francisco lindor and say why can't the indians just sign him they just don't understand that we see both sides of it but But to the fans, if he would just come out and be transparent, it would eliminate a lot of this, you know, whining and crying and and wailing and complaining about, you know, I think it would take some of the heat off of of the Dolans, frankly, and it it should. But I don't don't um, see that happening.
0: No, I mean, it's always going to be like this. And, uh, you know, I thought he did say, you know, if – you know you know I'm, i i want to do what's best for me i want to do what's best for my family i also want to do it's best for the dolans uh the franchise if they feel like you know they don't have the money to, for me to be here then i won't be here you know so you know it, it 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 was kind of a rambling kind of thing and it was kind of make you know flying by the seat of his pants and uh, he he usually he gets he gets by with that you know but i think when it comes down to uh you know kind of facts and figures he got caught a little bit and uh I'm sure he'll learn from that. He'll probably won't say anything now.
1: <laughs> See, and and that's the other thing is now that was it for the reporters. That's the one shot you get, and now he's not going to want to talk about this through spring training through the rest of the season. And he shouldn't. He should focus on baseball. But yeah. you know, it's going
0: to be an issue with the club, Joe. I think right. you know absolutely. Yeah, you know the all the whole season and everything is going to you know if he stays or if he goes depends how they get out of the gate. How the where they stand at the July thirty first deadline or going into July, so it, it, it's it's an issue that's not going away.
1: And and Tito was asked about you know does that put pressure on you guys to to perform early in the season to sort of to to make sure that you're still viable approaching the deadline uh, so that you, you don't have to deal Lindor. And you know you, Tito sort of you know dodged that question a little bit, but obviously it's obvious that that's the the pressure they they've got to have a hot start next
0: year. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Uh,
1: yeah, well, Frankie can can with the smile and with the charm, he can he can sort of get away with a lot more like that, you know. Uh, he can, he can walk out of that interview on Saturday the way he did, uh, and everybody's still smiling and chuckling. But you know, eventually those those hard answers are going to have to be you know are going to have to come. So we'll see. All right, uh, enough soapboxing uh, <laughs> <about> there. <laughs> But uh, you know, hey, we talk about Tribe Fest. What were your impressions of Tribe Fest this year? It was a uh, a little bit different. We we had a, a, we had I thought we had a real good access to, to some of the players uh, beforehand on Friday night. We talked to Bieber and Clevenger and Mercado and and Tito and Carrasco. And then on Saturday, they they were pulling guys out of their uh, their lunch hour and and they were talking to us. I think we had a real good a chance to talk to some of those guys and looked like a lot of the fans had fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was much better from a media standpoint. I think we got them Friday nights, you know, some key guys. And then uh, usually we don't have access to them on Saturday, the day of the uh, tribe fest, but you know, we were able to get guys. They brought guys into the media room and then we, you know, so it was, you know, we, 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 it was great for for reporters. The only bad thing is I didn't get to walk around too much <laughs> in, in Tri fest because you' you're sitting in that room writing the, most of the time but it looked like it looked like everybody was having fun. There was a lot of people there you didn't and get to
1: do a, your, you didn't get to do the goat yoga i I, yeah, I thought
0: no I didn't do the goat yoga.
1: I, I thought you were signed up for like the first session of goat yoga I just <laughs> I don't I don't know yeah i it looked like uh you know the, the first two years that they had it at at the convention center there that it was the perfect venue for something like that. And having had the all-star uh, play ball park set up there over the, the summer, uh, it, you know, it sort of lent a lot to, you know, what you expected at that place. It, it's it's just a, a great place and a great time to, to see, to, to be up close with the players. Uh, I know that the, you know, fans want to complain about the, the autographs costing extra money and all that. But I, I'll i tell you what, to 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 be in a session with three or four all-star Indians pitchers and players, I think that's that's kind of outstanding for for what you were paying.
0: Yeah, no, it was it's a good event, and it's you know the you know the the truck left for uh, <clears throat> Goodyear the day before, mm-hmm. you know. Then uh, then you have Tri Fest on on Saturday. You know, it, it's just a good uh, good uh, you know just a good ramp you know to ramp up into spring training. So that. It, it, and the start of the season. So I mean,
1: we're under fifty days right now, so fewer than fifty days to remaining to get to uh, the first uh, first home game. All right, well, let's uh, let's let's focus here. Let's play a little game, uh, Tribe Fest Bingo. So if uh, if you saw or encountered any of these things during Tribe Fest, uh, as you were walking around uh, in the crowds or, or seeing uh, uh, the folks, uh, you know, shout out Bingo if you if you mark off five. Five out of these ten, uh, you win the game. Okay. Uh, I, did, you, did you, I, I, this first one, I know this is all you. Uh, puppies. Did we see any puppies out there? I saw some puppies. Yes. Bingo. I, I mean, I know, <laughs> I know that's, uh, you, you're big on the dogs. These were, <laughs> these were rescues and, and adoptions. And are constantly tweeting out, uh, you know, <laughs> save this good boy. I, I, think, uh, I, I think, what is it Clevenger and Police Act both. Uh, you know, they have dogs now. They, they got a a pair of of, of dogs, I guess, together and they, they hang out and I I saw them in the clubhouse at one point last season. So puppies, very, very important in the, uh, the Cleveland Indians clubhouse culture, I think. Uh, okay. Do we see any, uh, Indians fans, crazy guys in costumes, uh, you know, face paint, uh, weird, weird hair, weird, uh, costumes or uniforms or whatever. I, uh, I believe I did see a guy with the 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 baseball face, uh, face paint with the stitches on his face and the you know oh okay ball dude with a, you know his face painted and his head painted white with the red stitches so we, we can cross that one off the list all right uh, serious autograph hounds guys carrying around bases and and bats and balls like I saw one guy who must have had five bats. Carrying them into one of those autograph sessions, they had the backpack
0: with the bats yeah. in the back. Yeah, seriously, they look like soldiers going going over the top, over the top of the trench.
1: It's like okay, at, at the fan events like this, that's to me, that's fine. You you pay your money, you wait in line, you get your autographs. That's cool. You can be the thirty five year old, uh, you know, super fan who wants to to sell an autograph bat on eBay. That's that's fantastic. During the season pre-game on the sidelines there where you're uh you're down at the end of the netting and uh you know Lindor is stretching or Ramirez is is playing catch and you call the guys over before the game that's that's for kids to me if if you're over 14 and you're standing over there and you're elbowing out kids to get uh autographs at that point I got a real problem with that that's okay up on my soapbox again but you want uh, you catch a ball in the stands, give it to a kid. If you're in line for an autograph, it's got to be a tribe fest. It, you, you can't do this at, at ballparks. I'm, I'm sorry, that's that's for the kids and the players. To to me, that's that's the, that should be the rule. Yeah, uh, I think
0: that's a good idea. Yeah.
1: Did we see anybody in a Ricky Vaughn '99 uh, old '80s oh. Indians jersey? I did not see anyone. No, didn't see anybody there. Okay, I'm sure I sure somebody know, was. I did not see the wild thing. I'm, I, uh, there had to have been, you know, a, a good handful of those guys there. Uh, Old timey baseball guys. The uh,
0: oh, the throwback
1: baseball guys. Those those guys I, are usually there. I saw I,
0: those a couple years ago, but I didn't see them this this time around. They probably they were probably there. I'm sure.
1: Again, like you said, we were we were in the back pretty much talking to the players a lot of times. Uh, so might have missed some of these guys. Uh, out of town guests. So anybody, what do you think the uh, the farthest guest? I did bump into somebody uh, who came down from Canada. Really, they they said they came down from uh, Ontario. Uh, to they're big Indians fans, and they came down for the weekend. Made made sort sure of they were going to like some event at the at the Q too. So you That's know, I talked talked talk to some out of town guests, uh, artists who. My my favorites are the guys who make like the giant Lego portraits of like Lindor with his hair oh, yeah. and that. Yeah. Those are those were there. Uh, we saw kids dancing, slider and the hot dogs, definitely kids dancing were there. Uh the goats doing yoga, we we talked about that. We saw the uh the goats doing yoga. Did you talk to anybody who thinks and is convinced? Usually this is a a, a guy with a in, in his seventies or eighties who's wearing a, a chief wahoo sweatshirt and an old time hat who's convinced he's a diehard fan that this is our year
0: uh, this is
1: our year guy who
0: who's convinced that this is our year i i know i did not i did not talk to I talked to some people that were you know a little they're a little skeptical not not skeptical but a little we're a little little afraid about this year they're, they're, uh, they' they talked to a lot of people that still you know that th- that are thinking Kluber's going to come b- back to haunt haunt the tribe and uh... but I didn't talk to anybody that said now nah, this is our year this is th- th- no doubt about it tribes going all the way. All
1: right, well that's uh, that's Tribe Fest Bingo. I don't think we I don't think we crossed anything off our card. Uh, no, uh, we'll have to try again next year for a bingo uh, at Tribe Fest. But uh, definitely some some fun characters and a good time for the uh, the fans. Let's jump into some questions, Huynzi. I know you got uh, a couple here, and then we'll wrap it up on the other end.
0: All right. Okay, this is from um, Mike Graham from Carlsbad, California. Um, when do you think uh, – when will we hear anything about uh, the Indians trying to lock up Mike Clevenger or Shane Bieber to long-term deals? Or, or have they missed a window to do that and why? i
1: I think if you're talking about windows, I think uh Clevenger might have been you know uh might be the one that's whose window is open sort of for that kind of thing right now uh you're maybe a year or two away from the the clock starting on a, an ex, on extension talks for, for Bieber uh because you're in a good position with him but I think Clevenger, if you can convince him uh right now to sign an extension uh you probably get value out of that as opposed to letting him get deep into the season where he's performing at a high level uh, and he's going to be less likely to sign an extension like you've yeah. seen some of these younger players like uh, like the Ozzie Albies and the uh, Raphael Fercal. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sorry, the uh, – <laughs> wow, Raphael uh, uh the, the kid down in Atlanta. Uh, oh,
0: wow. Uh, yeah, I, I know who you're talking about.
1: Acuna, 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 Acuna. 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 Jesus, wow. yes. why, why did I, Jesus, Hoinsey, I went to Raphael for call, <laughs> my God, oh, Swiss cheese brain, okay, so <laughs> I,
0: yeah, I think, you know, this is the time of year, you know, I talked to both those guys at Tribe Fest and Bieber says he's open for it, and, uh, and Clevenger said the same as well, he just wants, Clevenger said, I want, you know, he, you know, he, he he just wants what whatever is fair. He said, "I'm not I'm not doing a, a Trevor Bauer. I don't, you know, I just, I'm not following uh, uh, the Trevor Bauer school of one year at a time." But he just wants to be treated fair. But then he said, "There's a, but there's a part of me that likes to earn, go year to year too. That you know, kind of like to put that pressure on you to have the start, great once one good start after another, to earn it every day, that kind of thing." So we'll see what happens. I think. You know, Beaver's probably, you know, what? Uh Clever the first year of arbitration. Right. we got what, four point five million. Beavers, Beaver's two years away. Yeah. So I think Beaver would probably be if you're the Indians, he's the guy you'd like to okay, you know, we get him for like sign him to for four more years. You know, get him a four like what right. is he?
1: Got you wanna you wanna buy out at least one or two years yeah. of his free agent. So
0: that would have to be a long, I mean,
1: five yeah, or six like years. Like a five or know? six. Right now, Bieber's in a position where you could probably sign him to something similar to what you got Corey Kluber to sign. If yeah. you think he's going to track that way, then you give him pretty much the same framework you
0: gave Corey Kluber. The, the only problem, Kluber was older, you know. That was his right. old, one bite at the apple when he signed that. So, uh, you know, Bieber's younger, and I, I don't know. You know, that's a tough. Do you, do you sign a six year deal? Give, you know, give them one year free agency. I I don't know. That's, that's, that would be an interesting and a really an interesting uh, uh, negotiations. Right. Right. And okay. uh, Next uh, question. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Let's see. Okay. uh, This is from Anthony from Parma. uh, And he says, why? Why have we not discussed trading Francona to Boston, as they have no manager and we are in a rebuild? It seems to make a lot of sense to me. I wasn't
1: aware that the Indians are in a rebuild. What?
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> what did 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 I fall asleep for a couple of months there? What's uh, what's going on? Uh, this guy must know something we don't. Uh, trading managers do, though j- does sound uh, interesting. It's, it's very
0: like Cleveland, like right,
1: Joe yeah, Gordon. Yeah, yeah there you go,
0: Joe Gordon for Just- his... <laughs>
1: Does Boston have an asset that we would – that the Indians would want in return for Francona? I I can't.
0: And then didn't Boston – they traded for a John Farrell, right, from Toronto.
1: Yeah, they, they yeah, traded, absolutely. They absolutely they did make, that.
0: Yeah. So they, they've got a little
1: history there. Okay, but, so there's precedent. Great. There's yeah. there's precedent there. Uh, not very like and, and, hey, all uh, Indians fans would love if they traded Francona. Then you could promote Sandy Alomar to manager, right? That yeah. that would be the next logical email that we would get from you know Joe Indians fan would be, well, they should make India uh, Alomar the the manager.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think you've got to, I think you'd have to check with Francona because <laughs> I think he's very happy where he's at, and he did not leave Boston on good terms. No. I don't know if he wants to go back into the uh, into the uh, into the fire again. You know that that is uh, that's a tough situation right now. You don't I, know what's going to happen with the. Uh, MLB investigation. They, they just traded their best player, and, uh, you know, they don't have a manager. So, yeah. uh, you know, the front office has changed. So, if, you, know, I, 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 you know, I don't know. If, I, don't, I don't think that's an ideal situation. For
1: if the Astros lost first and second round picks for the next two years and Cora was the center of this controversy, the science-stealing controversy, and he was in Boston and doing the same thing, could you imagine what Boston can potentially lose? Yeah. Why would you want to be a manager going to a franchise that's not going to have a first round draft pick for the next for the foreseeable future? I I I can't I can't picture that. Uh, you know I, I I do. There was a point on Friday night when we were talking to, to Tito, where somebody asked him about why do you why do you where's your energy coming from? Why do you keep doing this? Why do you still? And he just he looked. Uh, with this most sincere and honest look in his face and just said, I, I love being here. I love the people here. And, and I, I believe him a hundred percent. I think Terry Francona is the most comfortable he's ever been right now as a, as a, as a manager, you know, where he is and what he's doing. And uh, I think, frankly, I think the Indians are lucky to have him in the position they do.
0: Yeah. And he said, you know, if it wasn't for, if I, if I wasn't working for these people, I don't know if I'd still be working. You know, he's, he's 60. He's uh you know, he's got, you know, he's got two artificial knees and artificial hip. He's not, you know, he's had health problems, just had a heart surgery a couple of years ago. So, you know, this is a this guy that's, it's, it's been through the ringer here and I think he, he, you know, he knows what he wants as if he's going to keep managing, you know? So I think, uh, you're right, Joe. I think he's found the right situation.
1: Uh, it, to to quote uh, one of my favorite movies, he's more machine than man now.
0: Yeah, right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and here, last question. Uh, uh, let's. Hey, Hoynesy, I really, um, I really don't like the proposal to put a runner on second base in extra innings. Uh, it reminds me of the invisible runner we used to use as kids. <laughs> okay, if they want to shorten games, how about only one extra inning? during the regular season, and managers could reset the lineups, the pitchers, and the defense any way they want, regardless if a player had already been taken out of the game. It would be sort of like a power play. And if it ends in a tie after that, it's a tie. That's from uh, Pat from Mayfield.
1: I mean, that's that's an interesting proposal. I I agree. I don't like the idea of putting a runner on second base uh, it feels too much like, you know, beer league softball. These guys are, these guys are professionals. They're not, you know, you know, Jimmy softball on a Sunday. Um, I I like the reshuffling, the, the lineup idea. You, you you know, put a, a reliever out there. You would get really good matchups in that extra inning, you know. You would get, uh, you know, your your best three hitters, the heart of your lineup every time. I, 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 I could see something like I I don't know it it would be tough. You, yeah. The idea of of ending a game after one inning though one extra inning though would doesn't sit well with me. There's no ties in baseball, I'm sorry. Yeah, there's
0: no ties in baseball. I I agree with you, Joe. I mean it it's an interesting concept it really is. And I'm sure they've kicked around ideas like that. With uh, Manfred especially who's you know oh. always kind experimenting with the game, So, oh, you know, let's hope, I don't know if that, that sounds like a lot of cop. <laughs> I'd hate to be writing that story, that extra inning oh, story. God. How do you, and <laughs> then. More switches and changes going on. You'd so, have
1: your game story written, and then all of a sudden, and then everything changed. That's and you have to right. write a whole new story. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, uh, there's some great ideas. Uh, a lot of fun. All right. Well, uh, like you said, uh, you mentioned earlier the uh, the trucks are headed to Goodyear. I think they're already there most of them. Uh, everything's getting all set. Uh, you're heading down uh, some point next week, right?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, next uh, the 16th. I'm going, Joe. I, okay. Uh, so uh, it's, uh, yeah, I got another week or so. Uh,
1: I know. Uh, I talked uh, I talked to Bart and a couple of the guys from the Indians last night. Uh, they're heading down actually uh, Sunday, Sunday or Monday is, is is when they're going down. So
0: yeah, because what pitches and catches are the 11th and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, first work, uh, work, first full workout is the uh, 17th. So it's coming fast.
1: Wow! Oh, can't wait. Uh, a lot, a lot of good stuff. And, and once we get going in that spring training mode, it, it's it's going to come fast. I, I, I know it will. Uh, Hoinsie, Especially with the
0: season starting what March 26th? I mean, that's right? Not, we're right, not in yeah. camp very long.
1: All right. Well, uh, we will be sure to stay on top of everything coming out of uh, the Cleveland Indians for the next couple of weeks here as we get ready for spring training and we get ready for the start of the season. Hoyt, good to talk to you again here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast, and we'll talk to you
0: next week. All right, Joe. Thanks, man.